Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everybody, to the 88th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I'm Colleen O'Grady, the host of the show. Have you ever had an angry teen approach you with their hands on their hip, telling you it's none of your business? And basically, you say something like, as long as you live under this roof, it's my business. So today, we are going to talk about all things business. And no, I am not talking about your business business, career, your job, or your side mom hustle. I'm talking about all things personal business. I'll be getting in your teen's business and into your business. The question we're going to explore is, whose business is it? Your teen's business, your business, or our business? And the way you define your teen's business, your business, or our business is by establishing boundaries. If you're unclear about whose business it is, you are unclear about the boundaries and your role. If you are unclear about your role, you can't parent effectively. Let's talk about boundaries for a second. A boundary is setting a limit or drawing a line in the sand. Boundaries are needed because they make expectations known. For many, people think of boundaries as barriers, like a way of shutting people out. But it's not that at all. It's actually needed to have healthy relationships. Boundaries refer to how we let people into our lives and how we interact. It's how we establish what's your business, what's my business, and what's our business. When there are unclear boundaries, there's a lot of drama. When there are clear boundaries, relationships thrive. Boundaries keep you from stepping over the line into none of your business. Love and boundaries are a strong combo. Love without boundaries is actually not loving your teen well. If you let your teen do whatever they want and they feel everything is their business, that prevents you from being able to guide and protect them. Boundaries without love is also not loving your teen well. If it's all boundaries and no love, it can be all about control and punishment for punishment's sake. You remove the relationship out of the equation. So here's that litmus test. If you can't stand your teen and yet you make them respect your boundaries come hell or high water, then something's out of balance. Love and boundaries keep each other in check. If whose business is it is confusing for you, it's for good reason. These boundaries between parent and child keep evolving throughout your teen's life. When your daughter was young, her business was your business. You picked out her clothes, dressed her, changed her diaper, and made all her decisions for her. You decided when she would get swim lessons, what she would eat. You scheduled her every second. You got to plan the playdates and plan her birthday parties, what she did and where she would go. 
In the early days, she could pick out her Halloween outfit, and she had no say. I remember when my daughter was two years old, I dressed her up as a lamb for her Halloween costume. And her father and I thought she looked so cute. Well, and she did. The lamb costume would have kept my daughter nice and warm if it had been 50 degrees outside when we went trick-or-treating. But in Houston, it can be 50 or 90 degrees on Halloween. And this Halloween, it was probably in the high 80s. Though she was hot and complained about her lamb costume, we could still make her wear it until she got home. Oh, those good old days when you could call all the shots and everything about her was your business. But then your child becomes a preteen. Starting an early adolescent, your teen starts challenging you. It's none of your business. It's my business. And then your typical response could be, as long as you are living under our house, it's my business. Really, pretty young, your child realizes they have an opinion and would like to have it their way. When my daughter was young, I had to remind her frequently that I was in charge. The disagreement over these business boundaries is the root of much teen drama. There's a good reason you can get confused about whose business is it, because your teen is always growing and developing. They're a moving target. Depending on your teen or tween's maturity and how they handle responsibilities and privileges relates to how much a child can own their business. For example, when a child becomes competent dressing themselves, it becomes their business. But when a tween girl wears booty shorts and reveals too much cleavage, well, it becomes your business again. And here is where it gets really perplexing for parents and sets us up for drama. We give away a lot of privileges and freedoms to our teens when we think they deserve it and they can handle it. Like you let your daughter handle her homework because she's making A's. So then your teen thinks it's always her business. But if she starts failing a couple of classes, then you take it back. You make it your business again. And when you step in and try to help her, Your daughter is like, what are you doing? This is my business. She acts shocked and can get really angry because you have taken back the business. You let your son hang out with his friends in the neighborhood and you just tell him, come home at 10. You don't give it a second thought. And then your teen thinks that he can do whatever he wants when he's hanging out with his friends because he thinks what he does with his friends is his business until you find out that they've been drinking or smoking weed and again you step back in and say you can't hang out with Chad and then your son acts shocked and he gets angry and says who I hang out with is my business so you see the problem once your teen gets a little freedom they think it's their business They truly do, so they get really angry when you pull back the reins and make it your business again. And you should take it back, because that's good parenting. Okay, so another thing we do in the teenage years is that we start to negotiate. If you do this, then I'll do that, a type of quid pro quo. 
So what we're doing here is instead of controlling or demanding whose business it is, we start negotiating whose business it is. The teen thinks how they keep their room is their business. So instead of parents saying, this is my house and I'm demanding you clean your room to my standards, many parents take a more strategic approach like, if you spend an hour cleaning your room, you can hang out with your friend Mary Ann. So can you start to see how so much of the drama you experience around your teen is around whose business is it and why your teens are shocked when they have had a little freedom and they feel it's their business and you step back in and say, that's not your business anymore, it's mine. Teens think basically everything is their business, like how they dress and how they wear their hair their grades and how they study, when they go to bed, what they want to do, who they want to hang out with, what they eat, what time they come home, what they do on social media, what they do with their sexuality. And when they get a car, it can even get worse. There is this big sense of I'm on my own and now everything is my business. Part of this is natural for teens. Their job is to push towards individuation. And our job is to push back and hold our borders. And this is no easy task. It can feel sometimes like the whole forest is on fire and we are standing on the border trying to retain and contain this teenage angst and craziness. What I am explaining is the reason why these Whose business is it boundaries can get so fuzzy, and why fuzzy boundaries is a breeding ground for drama. So the clearer we can get about whose business is it and communicate that clearly to our teen, the better for everyone involved. So what's your teen's business? There is one main area concerning your teen that is really none of your business, and that is in regard to their interests and goals. You can't tell your teen what their interests are or what their goals should be. They may not know what their goals are, but you can help them explore that by introducing them to new interests like playing an instrument or giving them vocal lessons or getting them into sports. But in the teenage years, you want to help them define their own goals. Like your teen says, you know, I want to play Club volleyball. I want to be in the musical. I want to get into college. I want to study medicine. I want to be an artist. Your teen gets to own their goals. This is the only way they will be motivated is if it truly is what they want. If we put our interests on them and they don't buy in, they're not going to be motivated. But once they are clear about what they want and what their goals are, it is your business to hold them accountable to those goals. Their undeveloped brain needs accountability, and they need help thinking things through. You can say to your teen, if you want to play club volleyball, what do you need to be doing in order to make the team and break it down for them? And then hold them accountable to each of those things, like I need to be running, I need to be practicing my drills, I had one teen who told me that she was quitting singing because she couldn't sing like Taylor Swift. So this girl didn't really 
know how hard Taylor Swift worked on her goals. She had no idea. So you could say to that teen, if you want to sing like Taylor Swift, what are you going to do to improve your voice? How are you going to improve your guitar playing? How are you going to work on your songwriting? So in this case, there is shared business. Your teen defines their goals and you support them with accountability to reach their goals. Really, much of what your teen considers is his business is really yours, meaning that you have lent him his business, but it's really still your business until he or she is 18 and they are legally adults. Yes, they choose their friends, they pick out their clothes, decide what they want to do on the weekends, drive the car, but you set the parameters of the dog park, so to speak. If you're not a dog lover, let me explain. A dog park is wide open space for dogs to run freely, but it's fenced in. There's a border around the dog park. It's calculated freedom. It's freedom with borders so that the dogs don't run across streets and get hit by cars. The borders or the boundaries on the dog park allow the dogs to enjoy freedom and therefore be protected. Of course, I'm not saying that your teen is a dog. But as parents, we establish the boundaries for our teen to run free and still be protected. Just like dogs are independent in the dog park, they get to choose what dogs they want to hang out with, they get to hang with the fast dogs or the slow dogs, and they get to explore everything within the borders. Our teens get to discover who they are and revel in their independence within these boundaries. So it's our teens' business within the parameters of the dog park, as long as they are playing within the rules of the park. If your teen is respecting your boundaries and managing their freedom well, in other words, they act responsibly with their freedom, then they get a bigger dog park. And if they act irresponsibly, they have less space to play in their little dog park. I'm going to really beat this metaphor into the ground. But until your child becomes a legal adult at 18, you are in charge of the dog park. You manage the boundaries of the dog park. You are the overseer of your teen's business. Your teen looks like an adult, but they are not. If you ever had, what was she thinking, moment, it's because of their undeveloped prefrontal cortex, which is another reason you are the overseer of your teen's business. That immature brain is really immature, and it results in immature everything, immature decision-making and immature action. Teens are driven by reward center of the brain, like, oh my God, that cute guy or that cute girl, and they do crazy things. They make impulsive decisions based on emotional volatility And don't think about long-term consequences. A big part of being the overseer of your teen's business is to step in and put the brakes on their risky business. Sounds like a good title of a movie. In other words, you are your teen's prefrontal cortex when their undeveloped prefrontal cortex isn't doing its job. 
Where I see parents most confused about whose business is it is around phones and computers, really all things screens. And I think it's because we lived in a very different world than our teens. We definitely didn't have all the temptations that these teens have with the digital world. So then as parents, we can second-guess ourselves about the phones. But while we are second-guessing ourselves, our teens are super clear about their phones. Super clear. They feel that their phones are their business, and what they do on social media is their business, and when they use them is their business, and because many of them are addicted to their phones, they go insane if you try to take their phones away. Your daughter will tell you that she will have no friends and that you can't do this to her. I've heard many stories of teen girls especially who get so freaked out after their parents took their phones that they actually jumped on their parents and tried to wrestle them to the floor to get that iPhone and even hit their mom or dad. I mean, it can get bad. I know many parents get worn down from having their teens argue with them every single night about giving them their phone. So let me clear this up for you. Your teen's phone is your business, period. What they say in social media is your business. What they text is your business. What social media apps you let them use is your business. When they can use their phone is your business. Checking their pictures at any time is your business. Going through their history is your business. Not letting them go to bed with their phones is your business. It's your business because teens are becoming addicted to phones or gaming and they can't control themselves. Reason being is how their teenage brains are wired. They will not be able to monitor themselves. Social media should be a very, very small dog park. When I interviewed Diana Graber of CyberWise and asked her, when are you old enough to have your phone with you at night? I was thinking she would say something like 17 or 18, but she said 99. Because really none of us can resist the phone. Because every time that phone pings, we get a dopamine hit and we are compelled to look at the phone. Your teens can't resist. Nothing good happens late at night when teens are on their phones without parental supervision. We need to be overseers of all things digital because the stakes are so high. Teens, especially teenage girls, are increasingly becoming more depressed and more anxious because of social media. The rise of depression and anxiety in teen girls especially is alarming. Our teens are becoming more and more dependent on phones, and though it's especially challenging during COVID, our teens need to be with friends face-to-face. Our teens need help finding ways to be in the real world, the offline world, and that is definitely our business. My hope is that you have compassion on yourself. Why, whose business is it can be confusing. And here's what I would suggest. One, reevaluate frequently. I recommend that you frequently check in with yourself about your boundaries. Are you clear or are you doubting yourself? Do you have this nagging sense that you need to do more? Well, how's your team doing? If they are thriving and you have a good connection, I think your boundaries are working well. But if your relationship is strained, 
and you see that your teen is isolating or is disrespecting your boundaries or you think they're lying to you or they consistently are up way too late on their phones or they are isolating from their friends or they've always played sports but now they want to quit or their grades are dropping or they're really, really angry. Well, I mean, it's a sign that something is off. It's time to reevaluate your boundaries. Two, you want to make sure that you're clear. And this is harder than it sounds. You want to be 100% clear about your own boundaries and then get your partner on board. And then you need to let your teen know that you are crystal clear about your boundaries and your expectations, especially around the boundaries of the dog park, like the grades, for example. That's fine, dear. I'll leave you alone about your grades as long as they are A's and B's. When they drop below that, then I'm going to step back in. Your low grades are telling me that you need more help and more support. So you want to do this in every area that you've given your teen freedom. They need to know when they're using their freedom well, what that looks like. And when they're not, what that looks like. And when you will step back in. Like, you can drive to school as long as dot, dot, dot. But if you misuse that and do dot, 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 then you won't be able to use the car to drive to school or go see your friends after school. In other words, I give you this freedom, and you can run around in this little dog park, and I can take it back if you misuse it. Three, when it's deserved, expand the dog park. Reevaluating your boundaries doesn't always have to be negative. Sometimes it's positive. If your teen has handled their freedom well, you expand the dog park. This shows your teen that you have confidence in them, and that can bring you closer. They need a little more freedom to discover who they are and what they want, and so they can expand and grow in their maturity. To sum it up, you want your teen to have as much of their own business that they can handle. All the while, you are the overseer of your teen's business. You leave them alone when they're doing well, they're thriving. And you step back in when they start to go off the rails and they need more help. And actually, Mom, you want them to own their business because that means there's more freedom for you. Just like when your little kid finally learns how to dress themselves, that was one less thing for you to worry about. Because actually, you would love it to be none of your business because it means that your teen is handling all their business. And that would be actually wonderful for both of you. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. If this podcast has been helpful, I would absolutely love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts and give Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast a five-star review. This makes it easier for other moms like you to find the support and encouragement they need. Also, my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere. You can find that and order it online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And you can always find other great resources and contact me at ColleenOGrady.com, two L's and two E's.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.